Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> We're two adults who watch and discuss teen content. This week, I'm really excited, Riverdale, the TV show on Netflix. Um, Jane, I <laughs> I again had a run-in with some Upper West Side scary teenagers. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I have to walk from the Upper East Side to the Upper West Side sometimes for work. I walk across Central Park. And a few boys on bikes with one girl in this gang of boys uh, were biking down the bike lane uh, and swerved in front of me walking. And then they yelled at each other and were like, hey, man, like, don't. Uh. And I was like, it's it's fine. It's OK. But once again, I felt like an old dried up lady interfering with their bike gang. It was very Stranger Things because they were like all boys and then like one cool girl, you know? They were being like chivalrous to the elder. <laughs> okay. They were like, no, no, her frail bones. <laughs> the elder. Um, I'm really excited that we have our guest this week who I consider to be um, a Riverdale expert. Do you want to introduce her, Jane? Yes. Catherine Krieger Shucks. is a writer with Discourse Blog. Hey. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks for being on the show. I'm so excited to be regarded as an expert on anything, uh, let alone <laughs> Riverdale, one of the most insane pieces of uh, culture to uh, ever be created, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Very close to our hearts. Uh, you... Uh, we, we like to ask every guest that comes on the show, what type of teen were you? Oh, my God. Uh, does, does everyone just like, yeah, I was a popular teen. <laughs> no, everyone likes to say they were a nerd. Yes. <laughs> I guess I would say like I was I mean, I was like a, a student athlete, like I was, you know, a varsity swimmer and swam for like oh. all these years. And so I was like I was like popular adjacent, like I wasn't mm. like the most popular, but, you know, I wasn't getting shoved into lockers or anything. And I guess I was just like a, a very good girl, a good kid. Um, you know, like the teachers loved us. They trusted us. We got away with murder. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one of those. And so, of course, my entire young adult life has been about running away from that as, <laughs> as quick as possible. Uh, the legacy of the good girl. Swimmer teen is definitely a very good niche because I feel like the girls who were on the swim team at my high school were, yeah, they were like popular adjacent, but you could also tell that they had like good hearts. They were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like They were not all scary. Those girls. Yeah. 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 Um I I I was scared of the like soccer girls but not swimmer mm. girls and volleyball oh, yeah. girls so soccer not, girls yeah. are scary um basketball girls are scary. Yeah, basically all the other women's sports. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, thank you for being here. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. What a delight. Do you want to talk a little bit about like your your connection to Riverdale? When did you start watching it and like uh, how much of it have you watched? Yeah, so I started watching it 
I mean, I don't, years ago now. And I just like picked it up. I feel like it was like a hungover Saturday or something. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put this on and see how this goes. Like on Netflix or something. Uh, and boy, did it go, you know? <laughs> and, and, and it's like such, you know, every new season, I feel like it's such an insult because it's like 30 episodes and they're all an hour long, Yeah. but it was, but it was like in a week or something. I was like deep through season one, which I don't know what that, <laughs> that says about you know the busyness of my life uh but I think I was like I I personally was through like season three wherever is that the one with the the gargoyles and uh, dungeons or whatever yeah Uh, it's it's there's so much density of plot in the show that it's like I I almost can't remember like what fits anywhere (laughs) um and then I got my boyfriend Will I was like you I just like told him snippets about this show he would like come in and I'd be watching it and then I got him involved so we started I think he was he started watching it with me wherever I was okay you didn't start again well no then eventually we restarted (laughs) so now so now he's a completist just like me um and we're we're currently watching i think up to date on the new season so yes i've dragged him down into teen hell with me yeah Yeah, the new season which is the the jump forward in time where they look exactly the same yeah yeah it's been it's been very slow to start but like will keeps reminding me i'll be like god this isn't going anywhere like i just want more moth man and he'll be like don't worry there are like 60 episodes left oh, in this no. season like it's going somewhere <laughs> yeah they just keep talking about jane you're you're not watching the recent season but archie is a um is a, a is troop a veteran. yeah he's a troop he's a veteran weirdly all the shots of him in war like it's like a 1950s like they attire, just revealed that he's a veteran of fighting in Uzbekistan for what? some reason <laughs> because I, I kept being like all right you know he's like a combat vet like yeah, you know, yeah. In like our current moment and I was like okay so where is this apparent <laughs> war and the answer is Uzbekistan which okay. I loved that is just <laughs> chef's kiss to me yeah you can tell they like all sat down and they were like um um yeah, where can we put the this uh, this apparent war without, you know, like uh, upsetting anyone or it being too real? <laughs> yeah, just pick somewhere that people are like, "Huh, I don't know anything about it." Yeah, do do we have a war there? Uh <laughs> Jane, how much of this have you watched? Okay. I think I've watched two seasons of this show, but I have no memory of it. I very specifically know that I went to a friend's house when I lived in Washington DC. I went out to I think it was like Arlington, Virginia. We got KFC and Taco Bell, which weren't in the same building. We had to go wow. to multiple so you buildings to, you to get to work both for of them. it. Respect. Yes. And then we sat in her apartment and watched the show, but I don't remember it at all. And watching the pilot felt like a very new experience. So I'm very much the Riverdale amateur in this Zoom. You definitely got to the part where he goes to jail because you were you were texting me about it and I was like, oh yeah, keep watching or something. But what I, season I, is that? Like again, I, think, I, I just, <laughs> I think he gets arrested. Archie gets arrested in end of season two, like the season two finale. The only mm. reason I know that is because my clip is from season three. Um, but yes, there's, there's a very ridiculous density of plot. And I think like even the pilot um, kind of feels like that. Um, I did like, I did like spend some time on Wikipedia and I didn't know that, this was actually 
This was actually supposed to be a Warner Brothers project with Louis C.K. portraying an older version of Archie. What? Oh my god. I never knew that. Wow. Uh, there but by the grace of God one day. Um, and, and also like that that would have been so funny because it's like yeah Archie the stud. Who does he grow up to be? Louis C.K. I also I would have know. loved to see Louis C.K. with his hair dyed red for some reason like looking like Clifford Blossom. Yeah when they know, have like significantly worse <laughs> they would have like done some stuff with like archie in college worried about his hairline <laughs> um it was yeah, supposed exactly. to have more like jumping back and forth through time um, which i guess they're doing now um and then they were like no we won't do that um the t- the first two people in the main cast to be cast were cole sprouse our drug famous drug head and lily reinhardt who plays betty um, and then apparently it took a long time to find Archie. They did like a worldwide talent search, which I think the actor is Australian. He is, um, yeah. And he was one of the last to audition and they cast him, um, which is really funny that, I don't know, like, was it so hard to find like a normal? <laughs> well, and, and again, you know, I love my Riverdale peeps, but it's not like, um, how do I say this nicely? Uh, KJ like brings such a such a um you know like a De Niro-esque like method (laughs) acting to it you know like just such a unique talent that like they couldn't find it anywhere else yeah I was like did you really not find a guy whose hair you could dye red I think KJ also like now has decided not to dye his hair or not to let his hair go back to its normal color like on his other roles he just like keeps Mm. it red this is brand now. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Cause I think he's like one, he's like spoken out. I, I don't know how recent it was basically about like, I feel shackled by Riverdale. Mm. Um, which I mean, again, you know, as a fan, I'm always kind of like, uh, you'd be nothing without Riverdale. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Watch, watch your mouth. That's how I feel when Zac Efron complains about High School Musical because he has, and I was like, literally, no one would know who you are. Like that's exactly, exactly. He's living his best life now, though. So <laughs> yeah, go, go, Zac. Um, the other thing I'm I'm super obsessed with is that Reggie had to be recast from Ross Butler to Charles Melton. And they claim it's because Ross Butler um, became a series regular on 13 Reasons Why. But I know it is actually because Ross Butler was accused of murder. Um, I don't know if you knew this plot. Oh, it's so insane. Isn't that the thing that involves like Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain's guitar? And like there's like a kidnapping plot. I was just reengaging with this recently for some reason. So I love that you bring this up. There's a great piece in like The Cut about it, which I also think is hilarious. But Ross Butler is apparently really good friends with Courtney Love. Like she's a mentor to him, which uh, I don't know. And they they tried to tie up um, Francis Bean Cobain or something and steal a guitar Kurt Cobain played on. Um, and he has denied everything and is cleared of it now. It was and is the, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the guitar he played like the... Uh, um, now I'm like losing the word. The uh, the un not untapped, but the un unplugged, unplugged. unplugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm revealing myself as a yeah. fake ass Nirvana fan. <laughs> no. Who was um, murdered? The guitar. Um, yes, the guitar was murdered. Well, no, <laughs> they said it was a, a gun, it was a murder attempt. It was a murder. Oh, attempt. Yeah. but wait, who did they? Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot to get into. Some person that like, lives in the house. It was like Courtney 
uh, Frances Beans, she gave the guitar to her husband at the time, and then they were getting divorced, and then there was, like, a plot to steal it back, and I actually think the ex-husband got to keep the guitar. Oh, but, okay. yeah, a lot of subterfuge. A lot of, like, <laughs> a tangle of relationships that Ross Butler... Did not want to get involved with. So they replaced him with Charles Melton, who I actually, like, I talk about this to Jane all the time. I don't like him as much, but he kind of has become more of the teen star compared to Ross Butler. Like, now he has his own movie. He was in, um, what is it called? Sun, Sun is also, Sun is a, also star. a star. Um, he's been in music videos. He was in an Ariana Grande music video, and I think his face kind of looks like a foot, and I don't really like him. At the it definitely energy. does. He's got thumb face. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, the, the only other thing I'll say is that this show has been canceled already a couple times, um, you know, it's been criticized, rightly oh. so, for, like, sidelining, um, their black characters, not really doing anything with them, and they have pledged to do better, and then, um, <laughs> uh, oh, but the, the show- But some departed, right? You yeah, know, like, some, like some Josie is, Josie's out, right? She's just, she's flown the coop. All three of them left, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah I think you're right. There's no pussycats in the new season or they just in much made of this new, previous season. They were like, she went to Juilliard. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's <laughs> gone now. Josie had to go to, like, college. Don't worry about her. <laughs> um, the show has also faced backlash from the asexual community because people oh my who are God. big fans of the comics said that Jughead Jones is one of the asexual icons. <laughs> Um, and Cole Sprouse has made no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear what he would have to say about that. I just think it's, I just think it's so funny. Like when I was showing the show to Will, I guess he had some familiarity with the comics and he was just like, this is all wrong. Jughead's yeah. only motivation is eating hamburgers. And now <laughs> they're trying to, they made him a sex, a sex icon. And like, that's wrong. Totally. There are some people that just don't like, it's completely like gone from the comics. Like Archie is supposed to be kind of a klutz who just, like, can't do anything right. Like, a himbo right. that just, like, trips over himself. I and mean, the notion not... of the... In- right. The notion of the entire show is just, like, okay, the comics are the jumping off point, but uh, they're all hot. You know, it's like, what if the comics <laughs> but hot? Yeah. And then, I yeah, Jughead, Jughead is supposed to, like, be kind of separate, like, from all of them. He kind of just looks... And like observes them, and what the show decided was like, oh, he's a writer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, journalist representation. <laughs> Perfect plot device. Um, but yeah, we should jump right in, Jane, to your plot, right. to your plot points. There's a lot. There's to go a lot over. of them. <laughs> During the summer before the events of the pilot, Jason Blossom supposedly drowned. A claim made by his twin Cheryl, although no body had been found. Archie Andrews worked for his dad's construction company, but he also discovered his love of songwriting. The day before school starts, he tells Betty, his longtime good girl best friend, that he wants to pursue music. Betty is about to reveal her true feelings to Archie when in walks Veronica Lodge, an NYC transplant whose father has a bad reputation. It's clear that Archie and Veronica are attracted to each other, but when Veronica learns about Betty's feelings, she backs off. Wow. Uh, I, I rewatched the pilot 
to you know get ready for this for this pod but i i just have to say that like um the archie music plot like annoyed me the entire show and i'm glad that like it's been just totally dispensed with now like <laughs> yeah. just like they're just like oh and never mentioned again because i'm just like oh it's just so tortured this like should i play football but i also like i'm expected to take over the construction company but all i really want to do are write these like very light rock you know starbucks cd songs <laughs> um yeah he's not good and i don't think it's actually him singing right like he's no i don't I'm, think so i've heard it reported that like some you know some cast members can actually sing but others cannot and i don't think it's kj because he's not a very good lip syncer <laughs> it's Is also there a funny lot of singing throughout the show oh yeah oh, oh damn <laughs> <laughs> I th- I don't know what happened on this cast, but like they started making a bunch of musical episodes, and now like every season there will be kind of one. Oh wow! I kind of like the musical episodes. Yeah, though. you know it's like so constructed that it's like you know it's like gesturing at the artifice and the ridiculousness of the show, which I <laughs> in a very like overt way, which I kind of appreciate. Mm. Um, they also I just was- they make Veronica and Cheryl or Veronica. <laughs> And Betty. Tony Topaz and Betty oh, yeah. like, sing randomly. Like oh. there'll just be a plot point, and she's like, "Well, come <laughs> to my club, and I'll sing for you." And I'm like, okay. uh, "Me, the high schooler, and my speakeasy that I also run." Yeah. <laughs> okay. The music thing. I, I sort of went into this feeling like a new watcher, and okay. the music thing was a low point for me as well, <laughs> particularly because. Um, of the actors, I think KJ and is that his name? KJ yes. and the Sprouse sure twins are by far the worst. Oh, and when no. he's talking about his music, I actually think he does the best with the line finally broken through to something real. Oh, um, no. There's like not much you can do with that. And it really stuck out as, yeah, exactly what you said. Just sort of trite. Oh, I don't know. Pathetic. Yeah, Sorry, he's there. from New Zealand and not Australia. Sorry, that was violence important, on my part. Important corrective. <laughs> you don't want to upset all your fans in um, New Zealand. <laughs> Jane, I also want to say you repeatedly just call him the Sprouse twin because I know that you can't remember which one I it don't is. know. And one of them Cole. likes it's beer Cole. and one of them acts. That's all I know. <laughs> it's uh, not Cole. beer, mead. <laughs> oh my God, don't, I'm sorry. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. <laughs> It's Cole Sprouse is Jughead. Okay, I had two other comments about the beginning part. One, Veronica's butler is named Smithers. Oh, that's from the comic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then never yeah. mind. I, He's whatever. a caricature. Yeah. Well, as long as it's from the comic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My other comment is when Veronica is talking about how cute she thinks Archie is, she calls him a redheaded Ansel Elgort, oh. which feels like so meta and like confusing because like Ansel Elgort could be on this show. It I is hate confusing. him so much. I hate. I just his face. Like Ansel Elgort's face bothers me so much. I was also reminded, like, watching the intro to the show, you know, narrated by Jughead. And I actually kind (laughs) of like this because, again, it's a gesture at, like, how overt it's trying to be uh, about being Lynchian. You know, like, (laughs) and later in the show, they do call, uh, there is, like, an episode called Lynchian. And, you know, there's that whole plot with, like, the video store and, like, red curtains and all this stuff. But, like, it's very overt kind of as the show opens. Yeah, it's cute. It's, like, Lynchian light for teens. Yeah, yeah, they show. 
show they show the uh the sign and they're you know this whole narrative about like oh it's a uh a nice town with a dark underbelly yeah um but i you know my basic overall thesis about the show is like you know it's dumb and it's ham-fisted but i i like think it deserves more credit than it gets a little bit like yeah yeah, I, I think it, like, tries some interesting things and, like, basically sticks the landing. I also yeah. don't think, like, any other teen show that started around the same time has survived and, like, become, like stayed culturally relevant. Like, and also the, I, in my research for this pod, I have found that Betty, Veronica, and Cheryl have a joint TikTok where they post a lot of funny TikToks and them, like, lip syncing to Cardi B and stuff. And yes. I think it's really cute. It mm. is. Yeah. Betty just posted one with like her and like the one that plays her mom, the actor that plays her mom, and like both. Uh, Madchen, oh, who is from Twin Peaks. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah this is very. <laughs> I gotta, I think I gotta it's check cute. that out. It seems like they have fun. I think I think they have fun. Uh, something that I'd probably look up is like their blooper reel videos. I think they like each other. Um, there are kind of interesting Veronica in particular in this first uh, episode gets all the references, so she says the Ansel Elgort line. She, says, she references like, our town and Blue Jasmine. Yeah, and yeah, that's Blue not Jasmine. that's not something she oh, and does. Capote. She doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> she goes. Uh, I'm breakfast at Tiffany's, and everyone is. This is so in cold blood, and that is just like not part of her character anymore. Now that I was like, what is happening? And well, why I'm would like, KJ Apa's character be into that? Like he doesn't seem, you know, like he a doesn't thinking seem man. Literate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's and, and like uh, that's another thing I love about this show. Like, you know, if you're like a, a smart person who is able to reference our town in context, you know, it shouldn't feel like tacked on, like just with like neon signs pointing to like, here's a, here's a reference coming. But like all of Riverdale's cultural references are like that. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like out of sync with the character. And also like even if even if they're like correct, you know, they're just like always so look at it. Here it is. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, a thread that will continue throughout the show, even if not by Veronica, uh, beginning in this yeah. this pilot. My question was: Did you know anybody in your sophomore year of high school who you would describe as very breakfast at Tiffany's? Lord, no! <laughs> Everyone wants to be breakfast at Tiffany's. She's so confident. She walks up to two strangers she's never met, one of whom is a very conventionally attractive man. And she says, I'm very breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, I've, That's what I've, I always say when meeting new people. I'm like, <laughs> just so you know, um, I'm, I'm very Roman holiday. Uh, <laughs> just to like really let people know what's up. They definitely want people to desire these, desire these teens. They, Veronica just looks great in the entire episode. Archie is like holding his phone up while exposing his abs to the window and like slowly putting on a cotton t-shirt like yeah that, that Betty... owned that was a great scene <laughs> Betty and Kevin yeah for, for people who haven't seen Riverdale and you should she's playing to reveal her feelings to him and she looks across the street and Kevin the because they're next door neighbors inserts. yeah also Kevin is not in the comics at all they just insert him into the plot but he's like oh my god look Archie became hot and then you get your and Betty's in her shot. bra for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, I gotta okay. say, I love Lily Reinhardt. Like, <laughs> famously not attracted to blondes, but she she really works for me. I think she's beautiful. I think she's she has like she's just really well cast. You yeah. know, like she has yeah. that natural kind of not even innocence, but I like that her <laughs> she character. She looks like Betty. 
Like she isn't over the top, actually. She like, she exudes that good girl energy to me. Exactly, exactly. There's Although she's apparently kind of a huge bitch. <laughs> Oh really? In real life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like notoriously, everything. she's notoriously hard to work with, um, and including like when she's like on the covers of magazines and stuff. Mm. Oh no! The I other storyline they kind of dropped with her good is for like, her. yeah, she used to be like Betty was like Adderall perfectionist, like that's her plot line, and then and then now she's like an FBI. She's like a cop. She wants to be a she cop. She literally became a <laughs> cop. Um, I'm just, yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, anyway, they left that storyline behind. But yeah, we can move on. <laughs> okay. Veronica's mom asks Archie's dad for a job, but he says no because her husband is on trial for fraud and embezzlement. Archie <laughs> wants to take lessons from sexy music teacher Ms. Grundy, but she <sighs> says no because they had a statutory rape-filled summer romance. Further, they heard a gunshot the day Jason went missing but didn't report it. Betty and Veronica try out for the cheerleading squad, headed by Cheryl, and kiss for some reason. <laughs> Cheryl tries to rile Betty up by talking about her sister Polly, who had a mental breakdown after her relationship with Jason. Veronica stands up for Betty, and they are both accepted. On to the squad. Uh, speaking of super overt, uh, you know, like lines, which, you know, I think the show is doing in like a self-aware way. So I kind of can't hate it. I did. I was reminded and did like the line where after they do this, the super convoluted kitsch, which again, it's like, why, uh, why would that be impressive to anyone? You're not at a frat party. Um, (laughs) Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl says something about like check your sell by date, ladies. Like that hasn't been taboo since 1996. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, true. Like, what a weird ploy. What a what a line to like get out of your mouth. Also, like, exactly, good job. exactly. I know, I know, and lend any authenticity to it. Yeah, and actually, that actor, I forget her name, who plays Cheryl. I was Madeline looking at. Pitch, yeah, Pitch, I think she's in a lot of cover girl ads too. I I looked up, so I looked up all the Teen Choice Awards that the show was winning, and every year she wins a Teen Choice Award that I didn't know existed called Choice Hissy Fit. <laughs> so wow. I was like, why do they always show Cheryl melting down? And it's because this award exists, and she wins it every year because every season they just have her like yell at. Good someone. for her. Good for <laughs> her. She has her own workout. Is strong. Yeah. She has her own like workout um, items with some famous oh. workout brand. Did so, you yeah. also so she... notice that she doesn't have her iconic red lipstick yet? That's like oh yeah, it's, it's kind show. of like mauve or something. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, she always. She... I want to go to her injectables person though. Like her <laughs> lips. That was yeah. mostly what I was thinking as she was like, yeah. Betty. Uh, one question. Like, how's your sister? I was mostly just watching and being yeah. like, damn, her lips look <laughs> her so lips good. Look, her lips are wild. <laughs> Also, I felt bad because Betty just has to stand there with a bunch of lipstick on her face while Cheryl yells at her. It was almost like, I don't know, a little like porny. That was an odd content. Yeah, it was like kind of like blowjob lips or something. Uh, That was an odd choice because I've also thought throughout the show. Now I'm only now reminded of this that like they all wear really intense lipstick all the time, and then like someone will be Veronica will be making out with Archie for a long time, and then they pull away and there's no lipstick transfer. So the fact that they did it here is an interesting like aesthetic choice. I think. I have a few questions as. As an outsider, um, is it ever addressed that the like teacher student relationship is like more is morally questionable, or is that not oh, yeah. a plot point? I mean, she's literally murdered by. <gasps> uh, 
Also, she's yeah. Sorry, Jane, you've watched this. I know you've watched. I don't this. remember this. Also, sorry, I I'm truly a gasper. I cannot help it. The way that they resolve this is that she dies. Yeah, perfect. She's, that's she's they killed that's by what she like deserves. a moralizing killer who's like, yes. "You're a sinner." Perfect. Yeah. That's what she. She is a sinner. Good. Okay. Um, another question. <laughs> um, back to the Veronica Betty kiss. Like, do they ever have? Like, obviously, I'm sure there's, like, fanfic about them being together. Oh, yeah. And there probably was for the comic, whatever, 50 years ago. But do they ever have a romance? Or is that truly just a pilot, like, let's make them kiss for fun? They no. Well, they're in other situations where, you know, like, the whole Dark Betty thing. They're in other situations where they're oh kind of, like, like, sexy and, like, next to each other. And yeah, it's like they, se- like, dance with each other. So they date. You're saying that they date. <laughs> no, so there's a plot line where Betty has a dark Betty alter ego where sometimes she'll black out and take on a different persona. She'll just like wear a and wig, and, wear then a wig. She, and then like dark lingerie and be like, I'm dark Betty now. Yeah, and then, yeah, in some of those situations, she's kind of like danced with Veronica. I think um, they absolutely, there are absolutely setups on the show that I was just like, oh, you're just trying to fuel the fanfic. Yeah. Gotcha. But no, it's never like an overt romance. We were talking about Gossip Girl before, and they're oh, yeah. in the books, Serena and Blair. Like, that's like a big part of their relationship that they oh. hooked up in a hot tub, like before the events of the novels. Oh, so I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't so know that. I was wondering if that was, but it, it doesn't seem to be the case. <laughs> well, I think that they were, so the comics, Betty and Veronica just fight over Archie a lot in the comics. And so I think they were trying to be like, let's make them BFFs. Yeah, I actually yeah. do like that. Like, yeah. I, I like that they're friends. Well, my question was, so <laughs> Veronica says to Betty, one of the first things she says to Betty at lunch is, you're a total smoke show now. Mm-hmm. You should be the queen bay of this drab hive. Mm-hmm. And Another thing real people would say to each other in a normal setting. I don't setting. know. In 10th grade, if like a very hot girl from New York City transferred into my high school and said that to me, like, what would I have done? Like, that's my question. Like, what would you say? I have, I, I, I would be aghast as I am now. <laughs> I'd probably say, why are you talking like that? Um, my only other point was that Miss Grundy, we only see introduced as doing sexy faces at Archie. Oh, yeah. So she, like, at the school assembly, she, like, looks over her shoulder and bats her eyes. And then she also, you get the flashback of how they hooked up for the first time, which is that she's driving past him running on the road. In like her little VW Beetle. She's yeah. just, yeah, she's just, like, driving and, like, totally, like, leaning yeah. out the window. <laughs> Sipping sexily from a straw, and then she just, like, I guess picks him up on the road. That's how it happens. Oh, um, she's like, kind of, hey, stud, do you need a ride? And he's like, boy, do I. I think it's kind of, fu- I mean, I it's hard to talk about this because, like, we literally talked about a teacher, like, months ago. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, it's fun that she is this stereotypical hot teacher with the glasses. Yeah, they just make her teacher, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Sorry. It's pretty funny. Okay, okay, but are you team Betty or are you team Veronica? If you had to choose. <laughs> well, I want to date Lily Reinhardt, but <laughs> I I don't care otherwise. <laughs> Sorry. Um, f- f- fuck or Mary. I guess there's not a third. Fuck Mary Kill, Cheryl, Betty, and uh Veronica. Oh, I'd probably I'd probably kill Cheryl just cuz like there's parts of her <laughs> plotline that I don't 
There's just a lot of plot about her and her like twisted family that I can't. I get my eyes just glaze over. I like Betty and Veronica. Oh, a but lot. she at least has ex- like sexual experience with women. So I think I would I would fuck Cheryl. Yeah, that's true. Uh, mm. um, Mary Betty. Oh, I, I I guess that means I kill Veronica. Yeah. Sad. Oh well. I think I'm the same. I don't like. Who's the actress who plays Veronica? We've talked about her before. Camila Mendes. We don't find her attractive. We. Oh, Camille. Okay, okay. Camila, um, Camila. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. Um, yeah, and she was. She's That's trying okay. to it's make a, it a it's thing. It's a free country. She's in the perfect date as the hot girl, which I thought was like not a great role for her. But she, I don't know. the The whole also recasting of like Latina Veronica is interesting to me because her parents are very interesting characters in the show. But I, I like her. I think she's fine. I don't think KJ Appa deserves either of these women. Yeah, I was going to say that too. No disagreement there. The only person I really found attractive was Murder Reggie, and then he was like recasted, so I'm really sad. I'm kind <laughs> of into Charles Melton, though. Like, he, you know, <laughs> you he's like a, he's the a toe. Bad, yeah, he's a bad boy. Give me that toe. Okay. Yeah, we've said foot, thumb, and toe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Give me okay, that toe. We can move on. All right. When Archie is promoted to the varsity football team, he says he needs to think about it. Veronica reveals that she used to be a rich bitch like Cheryl and wants to use the move as an opportunity to become a better person. Betty says her sister's breakdown was largely largely because her mom was so controlling. After being encouraged by Veronica, Betty asks Archie to go to the spring dance, but with Veronica too. Later, Betty's mom tells her she has to quit cheerleading and Betty refuses. Miss Lodge receives a bag full of cash. Archie tells his dad that he wants to pursue music instead of taking over the construction <laughs> business. Uh, love, love the group date setup. Like Archie, uh, Betty is just like she's never going to score with Archie. She, she, you know, Veronica gives her a perfect opening, and she just can't seal the deal. Uh, and also, you know, throughout the episode, but you know, particularly when uh, Betty's saying like, "Yeah, obviously, my mom is why Polly had the breakdown." I, I'm reminded like how like your your relationship with uh, with um, what's her name? His mom. Betty's mom throughout the show is like so mine and at least is so up and down because <laughs> like she's pretty she's pretty evil at various points. She's in you know, a cult like, with Chad Michael Murray at some point. Which uh, loved, loved. Loved um, his appearance. Yeah. Loved, yeah. I'm glad he's well and basically looks uh, the same. Looks um, the same. But yeah, not only is she like in this episode forcing Adderall on Betty, but she's just like, you can't be a cheerleader. Um, yeah, on and on. Like she's she's a bad seed. Yeah. I also, I liked some of Lily Reinhardt's choices during this section, especially when she was... Um, doing the like prom when she was being pressured by Veronica to ask out Archie she had some like funny faces and yeah I don't know I think she's good and similarly this pilot does so much like there's so much introduced but I actually think they do a pretty good job like getting it all out there and I I mean I'm a big dumb (laughs) idiot and I understood everything that was happening so (laughs) I don't know this is a good episode I think it's a good pilot and like really like sets you up to know what campy stuff is following. Even if it's crazy, you're like, I accept it because the pilot like prepared you. Veronica's such a nice wing woman. Like she just like actually yeah. does it. 
Well, and actually, yeah, like, like compared too. to other, like, where this show goes, like, this is a pretty light plot episode compared yeah. to, <laughs> like, where where it goes. You know, like, the, there's exposition, but, like, not that much happens compared to, like, oh, three people are murdered and someone fakes their death and, right. you know, your, your mom is a serial killer, you know, like, on and on and on. <laughs> Being jammed into a full episode. I didn't like that Betty like hears about Archie's decision to like pursue music, and she's like, "You should totally (laughs) just know." Oh, watching the scene of them at the diner was so painful. Like her, she's just like all like bubbly and uh, you know (sighs) doe eyed, and he's just like, "Yeah, I like music now." Um, (laughs) What does that mean? Like, what does pursue music for him mean? Do you think? Like that's does he? Good, that's a great question. Is he gonna go on tour? Is he gonna be famous on YouTube? In this I, think, episode, I don't think he has he, any idea. I want in this episode, he wants to learn how to read sheet music. I think in this Oof. episode, okay. he keeps asking Miss Grundy, like, "Can you teach me anything about music theory?" <laughs> what is music? <laughs> She's like, yeah. "No," because we were hooking up and we heard a gunshot. Also, it and means they were. And they, oh yeah. They were yeah, hooking they, up over the 4th of July. They but were hooking also, up at 6 a.m. on the 4th of July. Classic. Yeah. I mean, they didn't want to be seen, right? Um, yeah, no idea what that means. Um, um, and again, that's, yeah, it's not thought out. That's why this plot, or this, like, side plot is eventually just, like, totally yeah, dropped. Yeah, they have to just kill her. <laughs> yeah. um, Veronica, Veronica is introduced as, like, oh, like, well, Betty Betty essentially turns to her and is, like, I know you used to be a huge bitch. Like, why are you being so nice? Like, that's the implication. And her her answer is because, because of cancel culture. <laughs> a show ahead of its time. She was, like, yeah, really? yeah my, my family and I have just been so, like, bullied online. Like, when I first watched this, I think, in 2016, I was kind of like, I don't really understand this plot line. Like, who would post about some, like, rich guy's, like, daughter, like, bratty private school daughter with the rich guy committing white-collar crime? And then I was like, no, like, now that's me. Like, I'm the I'm the Twitter person that does that now. <laughs> I, I cyber-bully rich kids. I Yeah, I, I led the mob bullying Chrissy Teigen off Twitter for being rich. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, just kidding. R.I.P. 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 She's to a, bully. a real one. Look at uh, that. Rich people oh, yeah. are bullies. <laughs> Bring back bullying against rich people. Jane, Jane's like, you have to look it up because she was a bully first. That's your, she that's said your some, hill. She said some shocking things to a young woman on Twitter. So. Yeah, she's, she said some real shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, crazy. Now- she, she deserves it. No. Um, <laughs> okay, we can, nothing, nothing else happens, I think. So we can go to the dance. Okay. The wait the the back to school. I was gonna ask, would you have liked a back to school semi formal? I okay. I love that so much of the stuff we watch. They just have dances. They're just like, we need a dance. Here's a dance. I love it. Um, as for me, sure, I love a dance. Especially, yeah. is there gonna be baked goods? If there's get food, me to the dance. Yeah. Well, and they're always like very like there's like a live band and it's like very elaborately decorated. Oh yeah. Um, we didn't have we didn't have semi formals. We only had like once you were a sophomore, you could be asked to prom, but you couldn't mm-hmm. go to prom or the winter formal, which was called junior girls, until you were a junior. Uh, and our 
our our class was actually like so vulgar, like at regular dances, <laughs> like just grinding all over the place. That oh, after no. after we aged out, then they made like homecoming a semi formal because the idea was that if you guys are like dressed a little more nicely, um, maybe you'll not not act like just rutting dogs. Um, I'm not sure if it worked, but not yeah, yet. I was gonna say I don't know if that works. My school had a similar situation, which is. <laughs> The semi-formal was so crazy, and I know that there was, ru- I don't know if it's true, but rumors of, like, finding condoms on the dance floor, which is oh, disgusting. wow. But people were drinking so much that, um, and one of my friend's brothers threw up on the shoes of the vice principal. Um, they made they, they made you have to sign a form that you weren't going to drink, and oh, so no one Oh, they made us went. do that, too. So no yeah. one went to semi, not no one, but like very few people went to semi-formal and that like impacted the prom because like semi-formal mm. raises money for the prom. So there was all of this drama. It's interesting that you can't be asked to the prom as a freshman. I guess they're trying to like ward off like predatory upperclassmen. Yeah, they're trying to uh, not have Ms. Grundy v. Archie yeah, relationships. no age gaps. Okay, Nate, Jane, you can go on. Okay. At the spring dance, Archie asks Miss Grundy again about doing an independent study, and she agrees on the condition that he keep their secret. Betty asks Archie to be a couple, and he doesn't respond. At an after party, Cheryl deviously pairs up Archie and Veronica for seven minutes in heaven, and they kiss. While Archie is looking for Betty, he runs into his former friend Jughead, who is working on a novel about the summer. Archie finds Betty and says he loves her, but he will never be good enough for her. Jason's body is found, revealing that he's been shot. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my reaction. Um, <laughs> and boy, does this, does this go places. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. Like this, you know, and that, that really, it's like dumb to say, but that is really like, I, I was like, damn, I got to keep watching this show. It's interesting now. <laughs> I... I felt the same way. Again, I don't know how much I've watched of this, but I sort of had this reaction of being like, I kind of want to watch this with more intentionality. No KFC distracting me. I kind of want to like sit down and do this. The mystery is good. I'm intrigued. Um, I will say that we get another more proof of Jughead just sucking so much. Um, His character, his character's ridiculous and the actor is... He sucks. I love that you have this Riverdale amnesia. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's just like like an alien abduction. There's just like this huge gap in your memory where you're like, I can't account for that time. (laughs) I honestly think I just watch so much TV that my brain is like, you you know, you're out, you're out, you're out. There's only so much space in there, you know? It's like with each each new show I pick up, it's like, okay, you know, uh, selecting childhood memories to just like shove out the window. I love that this jughead is of our times because the line they end the show with is, by morning, everybody will be talking, texting, and posting about it, which I <laughs> I just felt some fondness to. I really like the like 1950s vibes mixed with totally yeah. um, modern. What's it called? It's like a form of steampunk, but not really. It's just like a diner plus a cell phone. And I'm, I love it. I know. I think it's yeah, cute. I love it too. It's a good, it works for me. It works for me. My question was also, where do we think this is? Like, where, are they in the Northeastern U.S.? It's filmed in um, Vancouver. Canada, yeah. Yeah, but like. In the comics, it's supposed to be like Riverdale, you know, north of New York City, right? Yeah. Uh, Is that still 
I think it's I mean, supposed to be like uh, you know. I think that's intentional to make it like an every town. You know, like this could yeah, be any yeah. any like nice small town in America. Yeah, they talk about New York City and they talk about people coming on the train from New York City, but they never talk about any other real location. Any other like, like establishing, <laughs> yeah, grounding. Yeah. But I think that's intentional, and I kind of like that. You know, it creates this like LOL universality about like yeah, yeah. this could be anywhere. Yeah. I do get a little jolt if I'm driving um, north of New York City and I see signs for Riverdale. I do like get excited. Yeah, I always wonder like, do you th- do you think they do you think the the residents of the real Riverdale? How do they feel about this show? <laughs> you know, like are people moving there because they love um, <laughs> Riverdale? Um, something for question, further study. <laughs> my other question, my cultural question, um, because I, I didn't grow up in the U.S., was do American teens still play Seven Minutes in Heaven, or was that something, again, that the boomer generation did that is now mm. carried over to our generation? I never, still do that. I never you played it. There that was some, like one there of was those some games. spin the bottle. Right, right. Okay. okay. That felt like one of those games where like you knew about it, and there were sort of like threats of it happening, but like you never <laughs> actually did it. And kind of same with Spin the Bottle. I, I mean, I've played Spin the Bottle like twice in my life, but there was always like discussions about playing it rather than like actually or references doing it. to it. Yeah, exactly. I also okay. like. I remember even with Spin the Bottle, it was kind of like this like even if it was subconscious like this self-awareness that it was kind of a throwback and that we were also Mm -hmm. just kind of like acting out like what people do in teen movies like it was never like totally organic it was always kind of like very forced and like put upon yeah and you also could like easily opt out that's the problem with all these games or like truth or dare like there's always someone who's like dare and then they're like I'm not yeah. going to do it. And then yeah, the game yeah. ends. Yeah, yeah. I demand, um, I demand full commitment to the team game. <laughs> if, if you're not going to take the dare, get the fuck out of here. I have played, I have played, the teen games I have played that I've seen in movies are Truth or Dare, and I have played Never Have I Ever, although that's oh, yeah. strangely not really in movies. Um, yeah. It's, like it's less cinematic, you know, it's just people talking, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. that's true. We play um, Never Have I Ever all the time, and, you know, uh, in trying to shed my good girl image, like, I got really bad and never have I ever, <laughs> you know, as my, you as were my, like, re- you were as playing my resume that game. got longer. You're like playing that game and you're like, shit, I gotta, yeah. I gotta keep up. Um, how did you guys like the closet kiss between our first, uh, Archie and Veronica kiss? Uh, it's fine. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I love that they immediately emerge and Cheryl's like, yeah, Betty's spiraled and she's gone. And then Veronica's like, oh my God, we made a huge mistake. And it's like, yeah, yeah no, she, she'll forgive you. It's fine. Like there are, are, are going to be five more seasons. I think they come out of the closet and a couple guys immediately are like, oh yeah. How like, do they know that they if, did anything? Yeah, like you were fucking in there or something. Like, come on. <laughs> There are some funny um, lines from, like, Moose and the other football players here. There's, like, a scene where they, like, murder Reggie and Moose, like, run up to Archie, and they're like, you're so ripped, bro. Like, yeah. Oh, and also- they're, they're talking about, like, oh, yeah, you must have been, like, uh, tapping a bunch of MILF ass this summer. And, <laughs> yeah. he, and he's just like, guys, no, please. I was pouring concrete. And they're like, that means yes. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, it's a little funny, like, that they don't keep on with the, like, caricatures of reggie and moose uh moose we find out at the end of the episode is gay and like they also say that he has a giant dick just so you know Oh yeah he's got a horse dick <laughs> perfect we love yeah love love to hear that about our high schoolers um 
my my last question because we we wrap up Archie's conundrum about pursuing music by him saying Miss Grundy's going to help him do an independent study. Did not know Which that existed in not, high school. Yeah, non-existent off. for me in high school. And I also want to say I don't know if I would have done any independent study in high school. So I wanted to ask you all if you had anything you would have done an independent study on for credit with oh your hot God. teacher. <laughs> uh, Do the, wait, is the teacher being hot like a parameter? No, no, here? no. Sorry, no, okay. not a parameter. Oh, it could be. No, no, I didn't have any interest strong enough at that point, and like probably still don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was. Busy enough with school and, like, also had no actual interests because all I cared about was, like, being good at school. So you don't have, like, there was nothing to study unless it was just You were just trying to, yeah, get good grades and get college credit. She should have just been like, you should probably take an AP class. Yeah, really. Like, uh, there's a reason why there isn't a class for this. Um, We we (laughs) judged it low value educationally. Okay, let's, um, so I know we, we've jumped back and forth talking about this episode, but also other um, parts of this show, and I do want to go into watching the clips, because this show has been going at kind of an unhinged pace for, like, a very long time. I've asked everyone to prepare a clip of one scene from the show that has just really stuck with you over time, like, especially for Jane, because she has the memory problem. One that you <laughs> yeah, truly this is an important wipe. exercise for her. <laughs> this is to help her. You're going to try and trigger me back to normal. I'm going to have like a moment where I'm like, no, and I remember everything again. Oh, it's actually Uh. perfect because we picked something from season one, two, and three. So we'll start. I'm going to share my screen and we're going to start with the one from um, season one. In case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. Oh, my God. So I originally picked this one also because it's so, so iconic. Like, and I love to pull this out, you know, in just normal life. I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. Okay. (laughs) The choice to, I mean, obviously podcast, not a visual medium, but he sort of puts his hand up to his mouth because he's so disgusted (laughs) by how much of a weirdo he is. And it's incredible. It also oh remind it, it reminds me of that energy and like uh, my boyfriend I love to joke about this too. We're like, do you remember uh, for a time like the coolest thing to describe yourself as was like I'm so random, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. Like oh my god, you're so random. <laughs> and so like this was that this was that energy to me. Like yeah, <laughs> yes. I Ooh. love that he like also just shits on his hat for no reason, which is like like. <laughs> I mean, Just dude, part if of you hate character. the hat, you don't have to wear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> No one, like, made you wear that hat as, like, a fused to cat. his head. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we love him. That's probably, that's probably the most memed part of Riverdale. Um, Kath, you did pick a very important scene, which I don't actually remember why this happens. Here, let me pull it up. Yeah, it's, I don't know it's if very you remember, hard to remember, like, why I don't know if you remember, like, happen. the plot of what is happening. <laughs> But we're gonna, Jane. I don't know if you remember this. So we're gonna watch it. I definitely don't. But oh my, bad world. Okay, she looks incredible. She looks good. She does. Jughead looks troubled. Pre hustlers. Oh yeah. This is her audition tape. <laughs> 
I feel like I should be watching this in private. <laughs> so send you the link for later. Uh, Betty's pole dancing for those following at home. Very Jughead, Jughead looks very troubled. She's a very like, like yeah, it's, it's a very laconic. Shrimp. Uh, and her mom walks in. She's like, oh no, I'm horny for my daughter. <laughs> okay. And she's singing. Wait, wait, wait. So she was stripping and singing? Yes. Well, Apparently. there's like a track of her and like sometimes she's lip singing and sometimes she's not. Like the okay. way that it is on like SNL. Yep. <laughs> Which that I was like, sense. how did they set that up in the club? But I mean, like, how many times in your life have you found yourself in a setting where, you know, you ha- you're trying to get into a biker gang and that means you have to sh- pole dance in front of your mom, your boyfriend and your boyfriend's dad? I mean, that's happened to me literally dozens <laughs> of times. I forgot that his dad is there. Yeah, and the, it's whole, a- <laughs> the whole fam is there. And it's a biker gang that both Jughead and his dad and like various classmates of theirs are in. Well, and Betty's mom was a serpent. Yes, yeah. I mean, good thing she looks so good. That's she does. I just love that it's it's not only it's Mad World, but it's like yeah, it's it's Mad World. You're you're dancing to Mad <laughs> like that's incredible. Is that hot, Jane? Uh, I mean, okay. This reminds me of when I asked my boyfriend if there's a Fergie video of her naked in a bath of in milk. milk. Yep, and yep. he was like. Well, the milk's not hot, but like she's naked, so like mm. it's sort of hot. So I think that's what applies here. <laughs> like she looks good, but the song is a weird choice. Yeah. Jughead also just like looks at her like, "Oh no!" Like, How what's happening to my girlfriend? And I'm like, "You could have talked about this and like decided not to do well, it." Like, she's kind I don't of doing know. it for him to like say show that she's like okay with the serpents. I think. Yeah, I think something like that. But he's seeing his. His love, like, do something depraved. De- defiled, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is the last clip, and it's maybe my favorite scene of the show. Uh, and I, I think I know the vi- very basics of why it happens, but I'm not sure. Let's go. Ooh, football. Football in jail. It's about to get a whole lot better. Cheerleaders are walking up. To the fence of the jail where the inmates are, including our chair playing football. It's my girl. I love that. That's my girl. More men should be like that. They're going nuts. I haven't seen a cheerleader in months. I don't <laughs> They're literally just like banging on the fence. They're so horny. <laughs> Archie. The prison director is not happy. 
Then they run away and go, um, play football, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, now they're playing football <laughs> while the cheerleaders are cheering. Okay, that that's pretty much what happens. Well, and it, no, but it ends with them all like being hosed down, like it's a prison <laughs> riot, right? So it's like, yes. oh, good job, Veronica. Like you got them all sent to the hole <laughs> <laughs> for being too horny. Oh. I just something about the image of like Archie and all the guys like clinging to the grate of the like and like the pounding like, and being like yeah women okay there's a movie that i have not seen but i have seen it talked about on vh1 where there's i don't I even love know. i love that setup <laughs> okay so there's a man who's in you know how like you talk to someone at the jail uh mm. through a glass pane and there's like a phone so he's there and he's been in jail for so long and then his like lady comes up and she like puts her boob on the the glass and then he like jerks off Cool. Oh, okay. That's what this scene reminded me of. <laughs> you gotta be ready to do. You gotta be prepared to do that. That's what true love is like. Well, you gotta commitment. you gotta support your man behind bars. You yeah. Know? Wh whether that means think... sticking your boob on glass or <laughs> recruiting your whole cheer squad to to do jailhouse rock. That really well, yeah, Jane. That's an example of people singing for no reason. Yes, I was fine with it. <laughs> okay. We've come to the end. We each answer some questions. I think that there's a, a lot of questions that the show needs to answer, but I'll stick oh, with Don't okay. worry, it won't. Um, <laughs> is this is this based on this pilot? Is this show good or bad? What you can't you can't look at Riverdale through such dichotomies as good or bad, you know, like in a formal sense, it's quite bad. But is it so bad that it's good? Yes, yes. to me at least, you know, like this show transcends. Is it good or bad to me? I think that the pilot is genuinely good. Like actually, it's a good pilot for the show. Yeah, I yeah. think that. Things will take a turn, but just looking only at the pilot, I think it's a pretty good episode of TV. Okay, and our second question is, did you enjoy watching it? Which, yes, absolutely. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah I would give I you did. more. I enjoyed it then, and I, I um, enjoy it now. Um, what type of teen is this show for? Uh, any teen, and older, <laughs> older teens like myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I guess I agree. Um, anyone who has an open mind, who's ready to enjoy themselves. It's yeah. pretty ubiquitous. And also, like, there's no other show at that time that I think, like, was as big of a juggernaut. Like, I guess Pretty Little Liars was popular right before this, but it was Ooh. already winding down. This is still the biggest teen show, yeah, I this think. Yeah, You know, as a, yeah. yeah, as an outsider. It's the <clears> only, <throat> it's the only surviving one. Sabrina sort of spun off from it, but, like, isn't as popular, I feel. And I also, never watched the Katie Keene show, which is no. a spinoff from Riverdale. No interest there. And I think it did there. badly. Yeah, it stopped. And Sabrina is more explicitly for witchy teens. Yeah, yeah. People who identify it's, as witches. It's picking a lane. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else are you watching these days that's not this? Well, so I actually am watching, uh, you know, 
not totally adjacent, but I'm watching, uh, rewatching the OC and I'm watching. <gasps> yes. And it's so good. We're now on season three. And like my, my boyfriend has like, is not aware of any of the big stuff to like the finale of season three. Oh my he, has, God. he has no idea what's coming. So I'm just like, I wish That's I could so be fun. you. I know. I know. We also just started Friday night lights, which I have never seen before. And it's delivering in a big way. Um, Tim, Tim Riggins, high fries yeah, I want to go back and do Friday Night Lights too. Yeah, sure. it's it's really it's good. It's good. People say that season one is like one of the best seasons of television, yeah. and I'm I'm inclined to agree so far. Jane, I was sort of on a journey this week um, for my Halle Berry mission. I watched Cloud Atlas, which like I don't I didn't oh, yeah, understand. Jane is, Jane is trying to be a Halle Berry completionist. I well, might not really. I respect. I little, very much respect that. You might quit. I might quit. <laughs> Okay. Why? Because Cloud Atlas broke me. Um, <laughs> but then I had to watch Jupiter Ascending. Oh, and no. that was more fun. I haven't um, seen either, but I've heard they're watch. both pretty goofy. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely goofy. And then I decided to give the original series of Star Trek another chance because I stopped watching after the first two seasons. But the third season sucks. There are so many clunkers in there. Sorry. Guys, I'm kind of in like a TV drought right now watch the witcher i keep telling jane to watch the witcher i, I haven't seen it's a good it's a good cleanse the witcher or Riverdale. I, well as, as this, this whole hour has you know reminded all of us yeah we, we recommend that yeah also you don't remember it <laughs> yeah it'll feel it'll feel new um sort of related to friday night lights i have started watching last chance you for the first time from the first season in East Mississippi, and I had never seen it. I am not a football person at all, and this is the first time in my life I have learned any sort of football words because the show is that good. And, like, it's the same director as Cheer, so, like, I knew it was going to be good, and I've cried three times. Is so it far. is it a documentary? I'm not familiar. Yeah. Yeah, so it's similar to Cheer, where it's, like, a documentary about um, these junior college football players who are usually, like, Really talented Division One, you know, talent people who like for some reason or another fail out of school or get like dropped on marijuana charges or Got like it. in some cases like worse stuff, and so they go to like junior college to hopefully get some credits and then go back to like a Division One school. Got it. Um, and all have football dreams, all have like terrible childhoods. Like, obviously, you like kind of start the season just like, oh, it's fun, it's cool, football. Like, they're really good at it, and then you like find out more about each person and why. And it's they're like really tragic. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So I've cried three times, which Jane, you like have shouted me for not crying at stuff before. <laughs> um, because we watched Fault in Our Stars and I didn't cry at all. <laughs> um, but that I might now watch Friday Night Lights because of it. So thank you for reminding I me. I highly and- <laughs> recommend. It's it's good. It's very good TV. And thank you for coming on this pod, Kath. It was really great to have you and uh, appreciate Riverdale with you. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, Is there we'll anything see- you want to plug? Yeah, yeah. Um, I by day I'm an editor at L, um, but I'm really excited about this kind of side project we've got going at Discourse Blog. It's a worker-owned cooperative, so we're all equal partners in this cute little lefty blog. Um, and you know, we we run totally on subscriptions. So you know, if any of your listeners are looking for like a little leftist news site, we would love to have their support. Uh, monthly. Sub- 
subscription starts just eight bucks a month. Um, and then there's a bit of a discount if you want to subscribe annually. So yeah, check us out discourseblog.com and yeah, subscribe if you're able. Uh, yeah, check it out. And where can people follow you? Oh, I'm on Twitter, Kath underscore Krieger, K-R-U-E-G-E-R. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be twi- tweeting, um, you know, just insane things until the end of my natural life, it seems. <laughs> so follow me there and as stuff, well. And stuff about the OC, apparently. I'm yes. Excited. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm tweeting about the OC. <laughs> mostly tweeting about TV because tweeting about politics sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you so much. Uh, that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love, as usual, if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to rate and leave a review. Uh, share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at, at @bleacherteens. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, Under the Bleachers. bleachers.